All right. Tonight is a special edition of the Bro Show. As usual, Christian and Alan are your bros. <laughs> I don't know if we call it special. <laughs> well, uh, oh shit, <laughs> the oh shit edition <laughs> of the uh, Bro Show. But um, um yeah, we're, we're recording the week of the Houston floods due to tropical storm, formerly known as Hurricane Harvey. And one of us, me, is in Houston. So that's why it's special. Yeah. So, um, how are things going over there? Um, personally, very good, all things considered. Uh, we were very okay. blessed to be outside of the really bad areas where there's extreme flooding and evacuations and power outages and things of that sort. Um, our house, if you just looked at our house and our street, you wouldn't even really know that we were in the middle of this uh, record-breaking catastrophe. But just looking at the news and kind of seeing um, road closures and hearing all the different uh, messages they have. Like, it's weird, They on the news it said 911 calls, the 911 call center is at capacity so please only call mm-hmm. if you're in a true emergency. And it's funny because I thought every emergency was a true emergency, <laughs> but... No, you know. no, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, there's, there's like, life-threatening yeah, or not life-threatening. Yeah, if you're in imminent danger, then call 911. Because, well, and, and yeah, they did and say that... People, people will give, like, people will be stupid about using something, like, any tool. So 911's a tool, right? Well, and just... I think it's relative. I wouldn't... Call. I wouldn't go so far as to say they're stupid, but um, any normal situation when I have okay. ankle deep water in my living room, that's an emergency. But in this case, with the whole city being, you know, like waist deep, chest deep, with cars being stranded and you know people trapped in their cars, then I guess ankle deep water in your living room is not so much of an emergency. So that's kind of the message they were putting out. Yeah, I mean that's probably the better message to put out versus. Yeah, like if you, I mean, if I if I go into the emergency. ER of a hospital and my leg is broken, to me it's an emergency. But if the guy behind me is like bleeding out from a gunshot wound, then okay, I guess take care of him first. You know, so. That's a good question. Like just in general, what circumstances? What What do you think is the line for when you would call nine one one versus um, not call nine one one? Yeah. Disaster. I, I don't aside. know. For me, it, it, like. It didn't really, it, it didn't hit uh, that close to home, whether or not to call 911. Again, we were blessed to where I never really even had to consider calling 911. But returning to work, that part did kind of become a, uh, an issue. Like, how capable was I to be at work as opposed to being home with the family? And so there were a few things to consider. You know, one was um, mm-hmm. the nature of my work. You know, I, I, I'm not a first responder, I'm not a civil servant, I'm not a member of the media, I'm not a medical in the medical field, so in that respect, um, if I stay home, it's it's probably not gonna, um, I'm not gonna save anybody's life by going to work. Um, and then at home, you mm-hmm. know, we got, there's two grandmas in the house, we have my mom and my wife's mom, and then we have two young daughters so that made it even more important that I should be home instead of being at work. So those are some things to consider. 
uh, because there were a lot of like volunteers, like an overwhelming, impressive number of volunteers that came out of the woodwork with, to just help with the rescue efforts and volunteer at shelters and donate food and time and stuff. And that was really impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And part of me was like on the fence. Um, I'm like, maybe am I, should I be going out there and, and helping out or should I be staying home and taking care of my own family, you know? It wasn't... Um, Mm-hmm. It, to me it was a clear decision but it wasn't an easy decision because how do I know if by me staying home making sure that my family is not just alive and well but comfortable um, how do I know that I'm not sacrificing you know, the welfare of somebody else because I could be helping them so that dilemma kind of came up in my own head um, mm-hmm. we did when we went to the grocery store we kind of doubled up on all our groceries because everything we bought for ourselves we tried to buy some stuff for, uh, to donate also so that was one way we were kind of able to help but it was this balancing act of um, how much should I be helping everyone else and how much should I be concerned with my own family you know if I separated myself from the family and they were all stressed out then was I really helping you know or even myself like how satisfied would I be if I spent my time doing one thing and not the other because unfortunately you know there's only one of everyone and so you gotta you gotta pick your time doing something so those are the kind of things that was running through my mind Mm -hmm. whenever I was just watching the news and seeing everybody getting rescued and um, everybody in the shelters and stuff and it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty uh, revealing you know the kind of things that that go on the kind of situations that come out of these um, devastating situations. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so what, what um, kind of taking a little bit of a left turn, mm-hmm. I was thinking about the idea of, you know, staying versus evacuating. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what would, what would it take for you to evacuate there? Um, just based on what we've been hearing, um... They're pretty clear about certain counties. Like, you guys, this is a mandatory evacuation. You you really need to get out. Um, not that they would pull you out of your homes, but, you know, on the news, they would say mandatory evacuation for this county for this reason. Whether it was the weather or it was um, we predict that the water levels are going to rise in your area because of the drainage. So um, it, the mm-hmm. problem was kind of compound that way. And then another one was if if it if it is a voluntary evacuation, um, though, then then there's those other factors. Like if you live in a one-story home, you should probably get out if you're if they have a voluntary evacuation because you don't have that other option of going upstairs. Um, if you mm-hmm. like for us because of our young kids and because of the old ladies that live with us, um, we're not as able-bodied to withstand some of the severe weather conditions. So we should probably evacuate. Um, there's other things. Oh, tornado warnings. Mm-hmm. So what's weird was they're like, okay, if, if it floods, you got to go up. But if there's a tornado warning, you got to go down. We're like, oh, well, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. You don't want to be up top when a, when a tornado hits. You yeah. definitely want to be underground. So yeah, yeah, you're right, though. It's kind of a different response mm-hmm. the, I never thought about that before but yeah I heard somewhere that um, actually it was like the governor of Texas and like the mayor of Houston were on opposing viewpoints of whether evacuation should happen or not which is why I asked you mm-hmm. like it's not I don't think it's a straightforward 
you should do this versus you should do that. Yeah, well, and especially if you the the, especially if it were to come down to the point where it, it is much more of a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the thing with evacuating um, prematurely, I guess, widespread panic is one. You know, you're gonna clog up those roadways mm-hmm. and almost trap everyone there because the roads are too crowded because everyone's evacuating. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is. For the most part, we were safer in our homes than we were in cars out on the road. So, if like evacuating, they didn't think they could evacuate everyone, then would you even attempt to evacuate? Because now you're putting yourselves in harm's way just in that little window that you're in your vehicle. So, I guess that was another reason to kind of stay home. Um, Something that's coming up recently um, looters. Like, whenever you have this evacuation, then it leaves that area like kind of a breeding ground for looters and people that try to take advantage, you know, predators that try to go and and vandalize and and burglarize and stuff. So, um, yeah, there there are different factors. I I can see both sides of the coin. I'm glad we didn't evacuate, but heck, it's easy for me to say that because, I mean, so far nothing's happened to our house. Mm-hmm. You're not right. in the had, had I, you're not maybe in the like, like this, danger you know, danger zone, right? Chest so high water you... with um, holding two kids and dragging two grandmas and stuff, and plus my wife. You know, not to say that she can just take care of herself. You know, we, we got to take care of each other. Maybe I would have said, "Hey, how come we didn't evacuate? Why did they do something different?" Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I haven't had to be in that situation. But the um, based on yeah. all the interviews that I'm seeing of the people that did have to evacuate. None of them really were saying that. As far, well, not on the air anyway. They were just talking mm-hmm. about how grateful they were and um, the system of volunteers and the uh, communication of everybody seems like it, it was it was about as good yeah. as can be. And not to say that it was successful because it, you know it's a record-breaking event and no one was prepared right. for the magnitude of it, especially how fast it happened. But um, yeah, there was. There's a lot of different ways to handle it, and mm-hmm. in, in my mind, just again out of the comfort of this little bubble that we have, where we didn't even lose Wi-Fi, <laughs> or that would be a real clean. disaster. Yeah, <laughs> let's not yeah, let's no not kidding. kid ourselves. <laughs> so, like, what? Yeah. No Wi-Fi? Shit! I'm trapped with all you guys. <laughs> Evacuate <laughs> now! <laughs> Evac. <laughs> Yeah, even even. Yeah. <laughs> Send out a chopper, <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah, I've been texting some some of my coworkers, you know, that live in different parts of the city and stuff, and um, some of the ones that were responding quickly, it was like boredom was basically the uh, yeah the, the biggest problem was because you can, you can't go anywhere, everything's closed, and you can't even visit anybody because all the all the roadways are closed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and those are best case scenarios. The worst case scenarios were the people that weren't really responding back. You know, I'd say, hey, yeah. everything all right? Did you make it out of there all right? And like, they wouldn't respond back. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, okay. So on that note, I don't know if you know this, but on Facebook, uh-huh. there is a feature where you can, it's called safety check. And there's a feature where you can actually click a thing to let all your friends on Facebook know you're safe. I don't know if you know about that, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought I saw yeah. some people doing that. You, you should do that, is what I'm saying, because uh, <laughs> everybody was asking me, like, hey, how's your brother doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but you know. Um, it's funny, because... Uh, 
on Facebook, it, it says he's not there. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, um, like it says, there are five people in the area, right? And only one person marked themselves as safe. And so I looked to see who's the one person who marked themselves that's safe. And of course, it's my buddy, uh, Chris Davis, who is um, a computer science, one of my computer science like uh, classmates. <laughs> so it's like, only the nerds know about the technology yeah. <laughs> that can be used to like alert other people and say, oh, you're fine. Yeah. You know? Well, and, so, and I, for I'm me, like, like oh, great. selfishly, I kind of liked the text messages coming in. Yeah, it kind of gave, gave me an excuse to talk to everybody again. Like, hey, well, I'm fine, but hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> I was, see, I was trying to do the opposite. Like, uh, I was trying to leave you alone, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, guess, I mean, yeah. and I guess if if I had like a too many of them, you know, I don't have too many friends or people anyway. So the, the oh, people that okay. call or text me was was a manageable amount. But sad. You're right. If I had like a thousand <laughs> calls an hour, then maybe I would have to yeah. do one of those checking safe things, but. Sure. You know, if it's like, Alan is safe. All twelve of his friends know. Like, it <laughs> <laughs> thanks Facebook. Yeah. Really reaching out there. Those twelve. You but know. like the the uh, it was a, a weird and the left turn that I would take. In a weird way, it reminded me of last year. Around this time, it was this month last year. Mm-hmm that our oldest daughter Charlene had her heart surgery yeah Charlene that's right yeah and we had uh, a plethora of text messages then too you know how's everybody doing mm-hmm. how are you guys and same thing you know whenever um, the phone would buzz or ring or anything we were happy to answer it but however we were blessed in that regard too where everything was going really well we didn't have um, there wasn't a time where we're like it's not the right time I shouldn't answer this you know, it, right. it, it seemed like uh, it's like God was coordinating our text messages. <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but okay. we weren't uh, we weren't overwhelmed with the amount of attention we were getting for the type of situation that we were in. So sure. luckily, all we had to do was say we're fine, and e- I even did a little bit of copy and pasting. Not just okay. I didn't want to give everyone mm-hmm. the generic okay, but I give the oh we're okay. By the way, this is happening, you know, like, oh, hey, we even went to the grocery mm. store today, or hey, uh, at work, we didn't have to go to work today because, you know, we can't make it there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's everybody that uh, that get, that called and texted, and, and not just me, but, you know, like, I guess four of us between the two grandmas and me and my wife. Uh, it was kind of nice that mm-hmm. everybody was kind of remembering us and paying attention to us and caring, even just, you know, that little bit helps. Yeah. Well, the context is slightly different because with the um, it's actually weird because I think maybe the the more um, the situation that I would probably hold my breath more for is for what happened to your daughter last year, like going to that yeah. surgery. But there's not like a 24-hour news cycle saying like, "Here's what it could be like <laughs> in Houston right now," <laughs> just <laughs> devastation, you know. And so your your daughter having that heart surgery, it's not like you know like. Oh, all these news articles coming up on like heart surgeries all of a sudden. Whoa, 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 whoa what's going on yeah, here? You know, like another one bites the dust. It's like, whoa, what? You know, the leading cause of something in America. It's like, oh no. So I mean, that that becomes a little more. I mean, it's mis- it's misplaced, right? So yeah. Well, yeah, and in that regard, it reminds me uh, a little bit of nine eleven because I was in the Navy then. Right. And people were calling and stuff, and especially mm-hmm. my, you know, our mom. She's calling. I'm, I'm seeing on the news that there's you guys are going to war. Are you gonna be okay? I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm fine. Like, 
I'm, I'm in the restroom right now, but... <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were thinking about actual 9-11, because for actual 9-11, probably the one who was... The, 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 the biggest concern was, was mom, because she was in Staten uh, Island. Yes, I guess, yes. And then You're also, right. all the phone lines were, like, totally, like, you, yeah, you know... Yeah, yeah, that's... Not just 911, just all the phone right, lines, right, all the right. cell towers are super loaded, so you couldn't even call, yeah. like, it would just be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, so yes, like, oh, it should have reminded me of that, but I was being selfish, and it reminded me of my own situation. You, you think about after the uh, like when you were deployed and stuff in yeah, 9/11, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, uh, just, just okay. I guess what I meant was the phone so, calls and the yeah. text messages that I got based on people watching the news, like, and mm-hmm. so that's why it reminded me of that situation because um, the news is going to show, you know, it like the worst case scenarios. I mean, that's. It's, it's what they should show. Yeah. But what they're not going to show is all of us just with Wi-Fi and stuff, you know? <laughs> so, so I was going to say, maybe we should take this opportunity. Let's tell your story. Okay. <laughs> like, your story. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you mentioned, for example, like, shooting hoops, right? Like, yeah. stuff like that. So... Like, just... And, and, and you can elaborate on shooting hoops because people might be confused as to what. So I'll, I'll let you take it away. But uh, give us the real... Give us the real scoop. What, what did... Uh, did I... Did I mention shooting hoops? You were talking about um, shooting shooting basketball, and you were having an off day because yesterday, like even even uh, Lola was like making shots, making baskets. The whole family was shooting. So, anyways, uh, so I, oh, I will yeah, shut yeah, up, yeah, and you yeah, can yeah, right, you can right. take it away. Here's what really happened in yeah, Hurricane yeah, yeah. Harvey, according to Alan. Yeah. So from yeah, from exactly. the Manalanson household. Um, okay. So yeah, we. We, we get, like, hurricane-type news every year, right? It's hur- we have a hurricane season mm-hmm. here in southeast Texas. So everyone's like, okay, be aware, watch the weather, yada, 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 prepare, stock up bottles of water and generators and stuff. And we're like, man, that's a lot of mm-hmm. over-preparing. But for me, when it hit home was around Thursday or Friday of uh, last week before it started, um, we started seeing the gas stations, like, car- a lot of cars at the gas stations, because on the Amber Alert on the freeways, it said, fill up your tanks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's tropical depression approaching. And so we're like, okay, that's, I get, we should fill up our tanks, I guess. Fine, let's do it. But I'm going to do it whenever it's not so crowded because I don't want to wait an hour in this line of <laughs> cars that are waiting. Wait, 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 wait hold on. So you're not willing to wait an hour, but at the same time, and don't lie to me here, do you get your gas at Costco? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell? <laughs> so, well, the, the point was I knew that there'd be a time when there wasn't as long of a line, which is like I got 7 you. or 8 a.m. It's just funny to juxtapose that. Natural disaster, eh, I don't want to wait. Caught 10 cents off gas? I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Another thing was... Go ahead. We, I think our gas tanks were like at 60%. You know, we, we weren't ready. We weren't really at gas station. I mean, it's not like our gas, ta- gas tanks were empty anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So the thought process was, uh, we we do it's need to fill up, but let's do it when when whenever we have to. We don't have to wait in this line. So um, sure. another thing was, um, my wife. She does a lot of Facebook. Like uh, she'll she'll look at the articles and stuff, and and a lot of people getting water. Mm-hmm. And so we go to Costco, and it, it's like the water was going on sale. Like everyone, it was it was like selling like hotcakes. And then. Um, there mm-hmm. even like two or three attendants just distributing bottles of water onto people's carts, and then when you walk around, like all the Costco carts had mm-hmm. like two or three cases of water, as if you were required to buy water as you were leaving Costco. <laughs> so we're like, well, maybe we should get some too. I mean, oh man, you know, partly because 
we're human beings and we're okay. like sheep. But partly we're like, okay, maybe there is something to this tropical depression because everyone seems to re- be responding to it, you know. So, sure. but still, like one of the things that yeah. was throwing us off was um, our works, our, our employers weren't calling us, telling us don't come to work. So we're like, oh, if they're telling us, if they're not saying that, then I guess we're we're okay. Mm-hmm. But um, Saturday evening, um, this was like two days later. Uh, like so, this Saturday evening before the storm hit, I guess the night of the first bit of the storm, um, we see on the news like it's be turned into a mm-hmm. hurricane and it's it's gonna hit land like a Saturday night and then it's turned into like a category four hurricane which we haven't had one of those since like over a decade right we're like wow that sounds pretty serious man so but um, still I, I still go to work and I'm like maybe I'll write it out until yeah. I go home well just by sheer luck they didn't need me at work um, like not not regarding the weather or anything well, so I ended up leaving early. Mm. I was supposed to work like a 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. shift, but I ended up going only 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., like a little four-hour shift and then coming home. Well, my drive home was really rough. Like, it seemed like the, the first mm-hmm. bit of the storm was hitting my car, and I got a little Mazda 3, so I'm getting whipped around all over the place like right. a little micro-machine, you know? I don't have one of them sure. big prof- high-profile trucks or anything. Um, so I'm like, oh, man. Which is funny because they would think, you know, again, Houston, Texas, a lot of... A lot of trucks, right? And yeah. A lot of the, the stereotype, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Not, not for this guy. So, but you know. you, you're not one of those. Okay. <laughs> Another juxtaposition that. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So I'm like, all right, if I could just make it to, you know, there's a gas station nearby our house, then maybe I could ride it out there. Well, at the exit. Wait, 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 wait! You already filled up for gas, right? Well, no, not not to fill up for gas, but even to go home, because like I, my wife said that the 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 road was flooded by our house. So, yeah, not, so, so you I'm would just stop just at a to, gas station? Yeah, just to, to like, stop, just to pull over somewhere so I could, like, shelter in place at the in the parking lot. Oh, like because of the like the roof then, like the roof of the gas station or something, or just the parking lot because the parking lot's a little bit higher than the street level. Just so my car wouldn't flood. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Now, so now I'm just looking. I'm just looking yeah, for like uh, okay. somewhere where my where like the the rims of my tires weren't underwater. You know. Yep. So as I ex- as I exit the freeway. Um, I'm supposed to turn right to go to our subdivision. Well, th- turning right is closed. Like, all the cops are forcing us left. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. And, <laughs> and I look over yeah. to the right, like, where I'm supposed to go, and it's it's like a, a river. Like, my car is not making it through that. Oh, shoot. You know, it's like, it, it would be, like, up to my headlights. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Number one, good thing they turned me away. Yeah. Number two, what the heck am I going to do now, you know? Because it's, like, 9 p.m., and it, they said that yeah. the, the worst part of the storm is, you know, still ahead of us. So I'm like, man, I hope, uh, I hope mm-hmm. something's open to where I could, uh, like, I could just like shelter somewhere else. So I ended up going to like the Walmart right mm-hmm. next to the house and just kind of walking around, <laughs> not doing, not doing much, but a, a few of us were. <laughs> and um, eventually, I said, you know what? Let me just try to make it home. I guess in the little window that I decided to to make the trek, the water had. Um, the water level had lowered just enough to where I could make it home. Like I was still, I was still kind of fighting the flood, but it was like going through like a pretty deep puddle or something, and it wasn't uh, impassable. Um, that night though, it was really bad. Like the storm was really bad to where it was such a blessing that I came home is at the time that I did because I think if I would have had to stay at work the entire twelve hours, I would I might have got stuck there because I work like thirty five miles away and that commute home. I don't think I would have made it, especially not in the mm, little car that I okay. had. So, right. Yeah. 
Um, that was basically the... That first day was, like, 80% of the concern for us. Um, now, with, with that said, there were some other concerns for the next few days. Um, but it was weird because they were evolving mm-hmm. concerns. So the first day was, okay, are we going to survive this thing? Um, we, you know, what's our backup plan? Which, you know, we didn't have much of a backup plan. Um, but this, the, the, next, the next phase was like, all right, um, do we have enough to eat? What if the power goes out? You know, um, milk, like a lot of, there, there were no, there were no stores mm-hmm. open, nothing like that. Um, and then there, there was this, uh, the water had resided, but this weird thing happened. Like I saw in the news where if, if the whole area is flooded, then there's these rescue boats that can kind of, um, go in there and, and rescue people and, and like, uh, boat them to safety. Right. Mm -hmm. But whenever the water lowers, now you have like deep, like, um, places where there's a lot of high water and then you have these dry areas. So the boats can't get past where there's not water there. Right. So there yeah. were these places where, um, let, let's say, like, some family lives at the end of the street. Well, if there's high water and then there's dry and then there's high water, you can't get a, a truck is not, you can't yeah, get to a truck is not high enough to get through the water and a boat can't get through the dry area. So essentially that family would be trapped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of weird things. Like, you, you almost hope for high, higher water when you're in that situation, you know? Right. But... You don't want the higher water if you're like an 18-wheeler stuck in the middle of the road, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, the water level is rising, like, up to your windshield and stuff. So, yeah, there are a lot of different situations to where the uh, the responders had to adapt accordingly. And um, and then you had you had volunteers uh, that, that wanted to lend their services, but then they also had no direction, you know, because um, there, were, there were these, uh, they ch- like... The city tried to have these command centers to where they tried to coordinate all this stuff, but we were just watching through the news. They were like, mm-hmm. over the news, they had press conference after press conference, but if your power's out or if you're out of the house with no TV, then how do you know all this information, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of, it was, it was kind of like a compound problem, which I've, in my memory, out of the, you know, the milestone disasters that I've seen in my lifetime, I've never seen like a prolonged, evolving a situation like this to where there's different things to worry about like uh different days like her her so were you actually you were that was what you were actually worried about on saturday was like the dry um, spot thing well or? on no on saturday it was mostly um that the tornado warnings there was like it seemed like every 10 minutes okay. there's a new tornado warning all through the night so you, like again do you do you sleep upstairs or do you sleep downstairs mm-hmm. So the family kind of slept downstairs, but I couldn't really sleep because I'm like, any tornado warning, I'm going to have to, or any, if, if I see water coming in through the, the front door or something, I'm going to have to move the family upstairs. Yeah, right. But like, what if there's a tornado warning and we're already upstairs or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's all these different situations that were, that were kind of playing in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's why when it came to the idea of uh, how to help, my first concern was the best way I can help is to not be in a situation to where I need to be rescued too. Where you need help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I, it wasn't, it wouldn't be good if, if my, um, if I, it, let's say I took the Mazda out and I tried to go help somebody and then I got stuck and now I'm, I'm up out there like needing to be helped too, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, um, that was the, the biggest concern 
um, out of many, you know. Um, I, there were different situations, like there was this one, this one uh, lady on the news talking about um, she was just trying to find, like there were, there was her family member was missing because um, they got evacuated at different times, um, but then, like I, I guess the uh, the rescue boat that got her. Um, they evacuated the shelter they took her to was different than the shelter they took her daughter to, and you know they didn't have phones or anything, so they're like, "Where is she? I don't know where the daughter is." How, you know, they, I was supposed mm. to sit here and wait for her, but she didn't never showed up. So, a lot of situations like that. Yeah. Um, people driving the wrong direction on the freeway because they felt like they needed to go somewhere still, but um, they there was a lot of high water on one side, but not on Something the other. Something was side. closed off. Um, there were there's these uh, wow. they call them flood control reservoirs and there um, people were wondering if, if the levees the the dams that were surrounding them were going to get breached like if there's too much water and they're not strong enough or high mm -hmm. enough to contain the water then they're going to breach and then that subdivision that's supposed to be protected from that reservoir then they're going to flood you know so 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 how do you know all this is going on the news Oh, okay, okay, so hold on, let me stop you. So the news is the news. It's going on. If you want to know what's going on in the news, go watch the news. I want to know you, like your personal, your, what happened to well, you. Well, the, the news was basically all these, all the what-if scenarios that play in my head. Because, oh. yeah, some of this stuff, like... All right, so the moral is, like, don't don't watch news, No, dude. no, 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 no. Well, not, <laughs> unless, unless it affects you. Unless you're in yeah, it, yeah. If we, if we never yeah, watched but... the news, then maybe I would have never, uh, I, I would have never filled up my gas tank, or... You know, we would have never been prepared. Because mm. um, the, uh, like, when we went to the store, we went, like, luckily, we there was a grocery store that opened up in our area. Um, they didn't have milk, though. The one thing that we really needed, you know, that everyone really needed was mm -hmm. milk. You know, they didn't have milk. They didn't have eggs. They didn't have, they, had, they were very low on bottled water. So um, you do have mm -hmm. to kind of watch the news because it's not all hypothetical, not for them. Like, in some instances, I guess there's little windows where, I might as well be in a different state watching the news where I'm like, oh, man, that sucks for them. I'm glad that's not me. On the other hand, though, mm -hmm. they'll be like, all right, now we're broadcasting from this other area, and it's, just, it's like a really flooded situation, and you're like, dude, that's like three blocks from the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so we, yeah. do, we do still have to watch, you know? Right. Okay, then. Yeah. And then, and then again, all the people that were um, – um, there was like, unfortunately there were a couple of people that were texting just around the area and we asked how they were doing and the response wasn't so good. Like, you know, like some people got flooded mm -hmm. or the house was destroyed or something. And like, it sucks because there's not much you can do. You know, you're like, all right, well, let me know what I can do is like the common response where they're like, all right, well, mm -hmm. if there's anything I thought you could do, you know, I, I'd have you do it, but you can't even get to them. You know, it's not like you can, yeah. deliver, you can have a, Hey, let me get you a pizza, man. They make you feel better. Well, the pizza place is closed. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. That is an odd social sort of a dynamic where we ask how people are doing. But then, like, what if they say they're not doing yeah, well? Like, yeah. then what do you do? <laughs> Again, br to bring uh. it back to the, uh, <laughs> like, last year for the heart surgery, everyone was saying that, right? Like, and it, good on them, you know, well mm -hmm. intended. Oh, let me know if you need anything. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you got any ideas? <laughs> like, <laughs> Meet a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do open heart surgery? You know? Are you uh, offering anything? You know? No? All right. I could, I, could, I could use some of that yeah. right now. 
So okay, right. so yeah, let, let's get but let me yeah. get back to a couple stories that are closer to home though. They're, I guess they're not nearly as exciting as on the news, but um, so the like school is closed. Uh, school was like kindergarten, right? Our five year olds in kindergarten. It's it was closed from mm-hmm. last Friday, and it's gonna stay closed through next Monday. So that is a total of eleven days. Of yeah, of just no school. Wow. Um, so the the kindergarten teacher sent like a little message that said, "Here's some things you can practice. You know, like write your name, tie your shoes, mm-hmm. uh, learn the colors, stuff like that." Yeah. So we've been having her try to do that kind of stuff. Um, it's been a combination of entertainment and try to be productive yeah. and try to prepare for the situation. Um, yeah. One of the things we did was yeah. we, we made this little American Ninja Warrior course in the living room because you know she likes to show American Ninja Warrior, but we have the mattresses <laughs> up down there and. We yeah, do like a little makeshift like, all right, you gotta do a forward roll on this mattress, and then you gotta climb around this this couch. You gotta crawl underneath this little um, IKEA table, and then you gotta uh, go do two pull ups on the doorway, and you gotta go make a basket on this little play school basketball hoop. You know, so we do stuff like that, little little that's recordings, cool. just kind of keep everybody entertained. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's great. Yeah, so you know, those are like little memories that we'll have just kind of to ourselves that no one else cares about necessarily. But um, socially, there is there is like yeah. a social deprivation that we're experiencing to where, like, a lot of people are like all all our coworkers are off work, right? Well, we kind of usually when we're all off, we kind of want to see each other just to kind of hang out and talk and stuff. But as much as we like each other, we've all been around yeah. each other for so long, <laughs> you know. And um, and sometimes we're kind of all sure. in the same room just watching the news. Um, now you know with the, with the technology era, sometimes. One person just kind of goes off into the room just to kind of right. talk to somebody else on the phone. Um, it's some cabin fever going on. Sounds a little like. bit, yeah, a little bit. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's, it's to the point where we were there, a couple times we just went around the neighborhood riding bikes, just like riding bikes around mm-hmm. all through the puddles and stuff. <laughs> um, but then we, when as we were riding bikes around the neighborhood, we'd see other families that were just kind of walking around, like yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, just 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 to get out. I mean, not that not that it was a life or death situation, still, but it no, was still no, something no. that we felt like, hey, it is kind of worth the little bit of risk to go out and do mm-hmm. something else. You know. Yeah. Um, you still got to live life, right? Like, I mean, yeah. so if you're not in the dire situation, well, then you're not in the dire situation. So okay, go try to right, do right. stuff. Yeah, step out of the comfort zone right. a little bit. You know. Um, fitness yeah. wise, you know, we're still trying to kind of stay fit. We're every once in a while do a, a, a couple of squats, a couple of push ups, and stuff like that. It's not routine, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, our mom, who lives like uh, a couple of blocks away, we've been kind of driving back to her house every once in a while just to get some clean clothes and maybe some some food that's mm-hmm. in her refrigerator that we could use if it's going bad, or maybe some stuff that we're running out of and we can't get it from the grocery store anyway. You know, there's a couple of places like yeah. it looked like. Like when we we walk we pass by the Waffle House, I don't know if they ever closed. So that's so <laughs> funny that you bring that up, because literally on my screen I remember uh, uh, I'm I'm subscribed to uh, Five Thirty Eight on Twitter, and um, for those who know Five Thirty Eight, they do some interesting like data analysis sort of pieces and stuff like that. Um, but the headline says like a, a former FEMA head says that if if you get there and the Waffle House is closed, that's really bad. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> like in terms of if you get to an air, like if, if yeah, like if FEMA has to respond to a place, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, and they go there and they see that Waffle House is closed. They're like, oh, that's, oh man, mm-hmm. 
that's funny. Yeah, like that's that, that's their sign. It's like, yep, we need to do some work There's now. There's probably you know? some truth to that though, because like I, I know so, in a previous episode yeah. I talked about how um, I used to be like an avid Waffle House uh, customer, and we even had our own waitress that knew right. our, our orders and stuff. She told us the same thing. She's like, yeah, new, we we never close. We're open for hurricanes and stuff. Right. <laughs> like, wow. But but yeah. in, our, in, in our area, the places that we thought were would stay open all the time, the places that we've never seen close is like Walmart. Um, we, we the gas station, mm-hmm. you know, the, like twenty four hour gas station. Those were closed, but Waffle House was not. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, FEMA has an, a, like I don't know if it's official, but they have like a Waffle House index. No way. That is a uh, basically yeah. It's it's a it's a measure of how how bad a storm is. Wow. Because it's a, it gives a sense of like the infrastructure around it and stuff, you know. Because like you said, that place supposedly never closes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if it, if it's closed, it's oh it's shoot. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think so. so I think uh, one of the reasons that for me, I guess you know, your question was take the news part out of it. And let me know your experience. But for me, because of that mm-hmm. social dynamic that happened, the news became part of my experience because because it, it was it was close to home oh, and like okay. kind of. It almost is like I, I made friends. It's it's kind of like when you make, when you have like the morning radio guys on the way to work. Like they kind of become your friends in the morning. You know, you start hearing about the stuff that they're going through, and you almost think that they're like friends of yours. You know, and that's kind of what yeah. happened in this case. I'm like, because there's this like really pretty traffic girl on on the news. I'm like, oh, there she is. She's back. I guess her shift was up. You know, she probably clocked out at this time, and then now she's back. Look, her dress yeah. is all different. And you're like, but where's this girl? Where'd she go? Oh, there she is. She's back. Now, they used to have her in the newsroom, but now she's in the field, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> she getting blown oh, away. Yeah. There's this one lady. Um, my wife thinks she's real pretty. And so whenever she's on the screen, then I'm like, hey, 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 mm-hmm. think your girl's on, your girl's on. And then she'll, she'll put down whatever she's doing. She runs in the room, and we just watch her for a little bit. <laughs> she, All right, let me know when she's back on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just different ways to kind of uh, keep your mind intact while all this stuff is going mm. on around you, you know. Um, yeah. it, 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 some, some of the stuff that we do is surprising us, um, while some of it is a little bit expected, you know. Um, that, like, the, the routine stuff, you know, we're still feeding the kids, still giving them baths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, bedtime, of course, is kind of a little bit flexed because they're not having to prepare to go to school or yep. anything. But there's, <laughs> there's, like, a couple of things... Like, for example, putting the laundry away, we always say because we don't have time because we're never home. It, it still took us, like, three days to put the laundry away, even though we just walked past it, like, <laughs> 12 times a day the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Forget that. So that was kind of funny. Later. Um, um, what's another one? Oh, we've had a little bit of time just to kind of watch some DVDs, which we rarely ever get to do anymore. But, hey, mm-hmm. check it out. we got a DVD player. Let's watch a couple DVDs because, yeah, you know, there's not, you, you yeah. Kind of, uh, when you're in a little cocoon, you're surprised at what you do with the time and, and how you occupy. I was gonna say if if you're into the whole like Game of Thrones thing, then that'd be a perfect time to uh, sign up for like a free yeah. trial of uh, the HBO Now and just like uh, binge right. through Actually, all that. I think uh, one know? of my coworkers, um, I was texting him because he does not even have like a rabbit antenna for his TV, like. Okay. I think his TV is strictly for video games and Netflix. Okay. To the point where I don't even he knew if he realized that we have network TV. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you put a rabbit antenna back there, he's like, "Wow, you can actually watch regular stuff on here." No, but um, I know for him, he he didn't have 
the news just like on on the TV around the clock. So I would imagine for him, probably just binge watching a bunch of stuff or doing a lot of online mm-hmm. gaming or something, you know. Right. So yeah, um, like I I did see like a lot of Facebook posts. Like some people just occupy their time just thumbing through Facebook, either just kind of for fun, mm-hmm. like here, hey, here's some pictures of the stuff that's happening in our area, or I know um, my wife has spent a lot of time just kind of keeping up with the um, Facebook page that she's a member of that, that's like our subdivision specifically because you can only get so much information on the news and you're always wondering, does it affect us? Mm-hmm. Does it affect us? Well, some of it did and some of it did not. Oh, so you guys have a group then? You have a neighborhood You guys have a neighborhood so. Facebook yeah, that she's a member group? Of, it's like our own little police department, cool. our, own little, our own mayor because there's been a lot of false information yeah. that's been put out and, now, and then she's like, hey, can somebody confirm yeah. if this is true, if this is not true? So... Like what, that's mm-hmm, one of the reasons mm-hmm. we were alerted to the. Uh, there's been people posing as um, city officials and then robbing them. Oh. Like yeah, there's been a few cases, and we and then we eventually we saw it on the news. But she first heard about it through that Facebook page, where somebody said, "Hey, if if there's a city official that comes to the door and asks and and says to open it because it um, they need to check something, don't do it because mm-hmm. they might be posing as somebody and they're really there to rob you, you know." Yeah, and, and then the news confirmed, like, yeah, they have had cases like that. So, um, that kind of stuff was, you know, it's it's not it's not all just a waste of time. It's <laughs> some of it is informative and productive. No, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, you're using Facebook to, uh, you know, keep informed of neighborhood events. You're not stalking ex girlfriends and stuff <laughs> like that. You just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do that on your own time. You don't have to be a storm for that. Yeah, so, you know, and I, I've I've heard uh, yeah. again through the news that this is one of the first. Um, like huge major natural disasters and and recovery efforts in the social media era, so a lot of the a lot of the information they're getting on where to send the rescue personnel is because they're being they're pinging mm-hmm. the social media. Like that's probably the way we would tell. Like instead of calling nine one one, the agencies yeah the agencies are actually using social media. You mean yes. to like yeah to respond listen to, to you and respond to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then that's good. Yeah, even the uh, even. Uh, if they, if they can't get to, like, uh, let's say a 911 is going to take a while, then they're using social media to group together. They're like, okay, let's get in a group. That way when social when when the police or the rescue team gets here, we're all wait, we're already together waiting for them instead of they have to rescue, yeah. like, 12 different locations. Now they can now they can only go they right, only right. have to go to three, you know. So there's stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, social media actually really is uh, doing its part in this whole thing. That's good. Um, and most of it's good, you know. Right. But yeah, then 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 there are other things that like, sometimes we're seeing like uh, we're seeing crimes on TV, like they're they when they're doing their uh, field reporting, they're they're passing mm-hmm. they're, one of the boats is passing by like a convenience store and there's people like running in and out of there with stuff. You're like, oh man, what? Like yeah, you're watching a crime happen right in front of your eyes. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. And then and then even uh, like to a lesser extent, even like the police barricades that are barricading. Uh, uh, like a roadway because of high water then you'll see cars just uh-huh. bypassing the police and like bypassing the barricades <laughs> and then the, the, the <laughs> so, it's the tri- police coming coming from the background just be like hey and like running run <laughs> chase something well we even we even thought about it not we didn't think about doing that but we thought about it when we were on the road like you know i kind of uh i was i was kind of speeding a little bit or like if i if i'm waiting at a red light I'm, and i was talking to my wife i said i could probably just go like, I don't think the cops are gonna pull me over and write me a ticket right now. <laughs> like they probably got, they probably got other stuff to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> yeah. 
So exactly, that's, you're that's not a, pretty, a threat, That's, that's right? a pretty yeah. impressive, I think. Well, not I don't know about impressive is the right word, but I give the police a lot of credit for that aspect of it because they still have to enforce the law, even though they're they're now doing this other job, this additional job of, of trying to rescue people and trying to keep everybody informed and trying to mm-hmm. uh, keep everybody kind of keep keep everybody um, from losing their minds. They still have to enforce the law, you know. So yeah, that is that is another right. another thing that happened. Um, um, yeah. So I guess the reason I, would, I I wanted to mention some of the news stories is because I'm I'm not aware. You know, here being in Houston, we have 24 hour news coverage around the clock the whole week. I don't know what the news coverage is like for the rest of the country or the rest of the world. You know. Oh, it's freaking horrible. It's it's that's why I try not to watch it because it's just like. But what I'm, they go to some podunk well, town. Well, my question was, and it's how, just like kind of yeah. Like, how much coverage are you getting about our floods? Um, I think, I mean, uh, for our lo- for our local news, like, we're still getting it, like, I think pretty regularly. But I'm probably not going to be the most informed person about it because I'm actively trying to stay away from the news. But whenever I hear oh, about some piece of news, it's some shocking thing, you know? Like, it's, and it's, again, it's, yeah. Um, there's a mix of, of that stuff along with the whole, like, news about uh, the the um recovery effort or like people like donating or, or you know mm. funding things um i think a good sign is is that there seems to be actual action happening versus just like thoughts and prayers the whole thoughts and prayers yeah. thing kind of gets annoying to me like in terms of the social media you know like oh, oh i'm yeah, thinking yeah. of changing changing your profile picture and yeah stuff. it's like what? uh-huh okay <laughs> No, they need some help. Like, give them money and stuff, you know? <laughs> change, your, change your profile picture to your credit card number. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that seems, uh, that seems neat. Um, so, yeah, yeah and it, it's I would in imagine terms of for that. you, maybe, maybe you are searching mm-hmm. it out. Like, maybe when you log in, you're searching out one or two headlines just because we're here, you know, just because your mom's here and, you know, we're here. But other than that, I can't, I can't really tell. You know, that's why... A lot of the news stories that I'm seeing, I don't know if they're getting uh, mm-hmm. national attention because some of them are actually they're they're actually like really dramatic and in my, in my mind they should be getting attention. There's people that are getting rescued like so live on are... TV, and there's people that are getting rescued because it's being broadcast. And I'm like, man, that is like right. amazing stuff. But in... that's actually that's true. I've seen more of I've seen a few of those stories, and that that is cool. Yeah. That is cool to see, like, oh yeah, like people, go, the 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 feel good stories and the people reaching mm-hmm. out to helping other people, yeah. right? Um, like even even uh, yeah, I think I've seen a story of like a news crew stopped filming because they saw a guy stranded somewhere, so they like flagged down a yeah. you know a, a police that was driving by to help them or something, and I was just like, oh okay, so they were stopping, you know, just re- reporting about a situation and being like, dude, we need to help, like we not, why are yeah, we just yeah, reporting? Yeah. One, one thing that gets me about the news yeah. is, is they're always like, look. I'm standing here at this location, and as you can see, there's water all around me. And I'm thinking, how the hell did you guys get there? Like, if yeah. if, if not, if everybody else is getting stranded and drowning, like, how are you guys there? <laughs> it's really just a camera and then the green screen, <laughs> like like the weather. <laughs> it's just that, that highway cam. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just like they they superimpose the person in front. <laughs> they got the, the and they like, got the little clicker, over here. You know the clicker just click through the slides and stuff. Yeah, yeah. numbers start <laughs> popping up and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> then it gets overlaid with a five day forecast, just like 
fuck. Oh, man. No, those, those guys are great, that's, man. Like the, the, that's the what media, it is. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the amount of coordination they had and the and also, also I saw that some of them because again I, I recognize some of the uh, personnel on the channel that we watch and th- like they, they mm-hmm. sent anchor people out into the field they sent news reporters out into the field because I guess you know they weren't gonna do that part of the news anymore for a while and they needed more field reporters to go capture this stuff so yeah I thought that'd be cool because yeah, I know in my yeah. job, mm-hmm. there's a lot of resistance when you ask someone to do something that's beyond the scope of their regular job. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, man, uh, why don't you go clean the toilet real quick? Like, dude, that ain't my <laughs> job, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in this case, and I, I don't know if, like, you know, behind the cameras, if they drew straws or if they if they took volunteers, like, hey, I'll go out into the field. Or I don't know how that part worked, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, use, I'm, I'm like, hey. Aren't you usually doing this well, part of the news? I, why, why are you out there? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be so cynical about it, though, because I, I'm pretty sure, like, all those news people, they know, like, now they know, like, eyes are on them and they're actually making the impact that they want to make. So they're probably more willing to do Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Certain, I, certain like, things, I thought so. I could relate to a little bit just because, again, I was a member of the military during 9-11. But even then, we are a bunch of little mm-hmm. kids, you know, a bunch of 19, 20-year-old kids that are like, that ain't my job, man. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> in, but in a, because in a weird right. way, when you're in the military, 9/11 is not that different. Like our job didn't change that much because 9/11 happened. We were still preparing for war, hmm. like we always do, whether or not war was imminent. Yeah. We were always preparing for war. So, uh, media, I, I guess, is different in that regard to where their job really changes whenever something like this happens. You know, they're not just clocking in nine mm-hmm, to five mm-hmm. or whatever, um, putting their hours in. Right. So. If I had to, uh, if I had to like put them on a, I would put them on the same level as of importance as kind of the first responder, the civil servants, you know, the police, fire department. And like normally, I wouldn't. Normally, I said no. Mm-hmm. Those guys, you know, get the kind of the the priority, the accolades, the credit. But, yeah. Yeah. The the media, I felt like did a really good job with as far. Well, as... Well, I'd say the local media, right? Because uh, like for well, me personally, I don't know about. You think uh, you think kind of it stretches out to like the CNNs of the world and the... okay no so not necessarily but I would also add like there were there were they said there were people from like San Antonio news in Houston helping like yeah so that's what I mean like the the ones who are covering it by actually being in, in involved I guess uh, oh no but that's kind of saying the same thing because um, no. There was someone, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but there, there was like the NBC Nightly News guy. Like, he, he was here. He was in Houston on location and stuff. But, um, yeah, I got, I got to admit, mm-hmm. he, it wasn't as many like one-on-one interviews with the people on the ground level. It was more um, uh, probably like, um, it, it, was, it was such a broad article because he didn't have the, the platform to tell the story outside of his little half-hour window. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I, that's what I'm saying though. Like, I, I we're giving props to the local. Sorry, I shouldn't say the local news, but I would say the news that is serving the local community. Yes, I would, because yes, you guys are that. using that as a tool now, and not really. Let's let's face it. News, with the exception of what's going on here, news is entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we hear about something going on in like, you know, uh, Syria, or we hear about something going on, you know, let's say North, for you, North Korea, uh, yeah, yeah, North Korea, or like even for you, let's say, or, and, and mostly for me too, like you hear about something going on in DC, uh-huh. it's it's entertainment. It gives you a reason to, you know, complain or a reason to like 
um, cheer or a reason to, well, rarely a reason to cheer, but like a reason to have something to talk about at yeah, the water yeah. cooler the next yeah. day, you know? But nothing, nothing, not really utilitarian. Right, right. You know, whereas now you actually have actionable, like, oh, no, those tornado warnings are a real thing. Sports, you know? right? Let's say, like, like, right? like sports, mostly, like, 90% of it is water cooler talk. I mean, they don't directly affect us, but we still pay attention as if it does, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the most useful part then is going to be traffic and weather, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, you don't need to know about traffic and weather for me you right, know right, like right. in in dc yeah. so they're only gonna share with you traffic and weather stuff in dc if there's exceptionally odd traffic yeah, or weather yeah. right and i mean i mean both of us coming from la you know like all those but uh, you know for traffic it's not really traffic but the, all those like a uh, police chases mm-hmm. and stuff i mean those are fun to watch from where we were sitting <laughs> i don't know how they are informing right, 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 right. like you know an, an audience unless you're like ooh. Well, that's really close to where I am at on the road right now. Yeah, you know? and, and that, <laughs> like, that might probably matter now, now that you have, you know, like the world of information in your pocket. But back when we were watching car chases mm-hmm. on TV, you know, there was no cell phone. Nah. There was even no pagers for a while. Um, you weren't watching it to alert you to stay off that road. Yeah. You were just watching it just to watch it. There was a single time where there was an actual car chase and it was, it gave us a second, like uh, a second pause of, of like, hmm, should we go or not? Was it the OJ? Actually, there's two, the but the one that I was thinking of first, yeah, uh-huh. OJ Chase, you know, which is the slow speed, right? Yeah. So um, they're closing off, like, freeways and stuff because he's uh, going well, slow, right? Well, we had right? friends that saw, like, news choppers and police cars and even the Bronco, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The second thing I was thinking about was the LA riots, 92 oh, yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like, oh, we probably not that we're gonna wind up in LA because we're from the burbs and stuff, but like, oh, we probably should not go to that area, <laughs> you know. So, and then the extension that's, eh, maybe we should stay in tonight, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Whatever's going and on. And I don't know. We're also but, adults now too. You know, that was back when we were kids, and our parents made the decision of whether or not we left the house. Yeah, so that's true. Maybe, maybe that's what they were thinking. Because from my mm-hmm. recollection, um, we our our family had our first hand doing. Like uh, during because of the riots, the LA riots. Do you think that was why? It's, I think so. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. In yeah. fact, yeah, I have a pretty good memory of uh, like I don't I actually don't know. So here's my memory of that. Okay. We were at uh, a coworker of our dad's house, and he said, "Alan, come here." He said, "Look," and he showed it to me, and I kind of looked at it as if it was a live grenade, like it would yeah. explode. Like, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, man, what the? <laughs> yeah. Because we're talking nine. What'd you say it was ninety two? So. I would mm-hmm. guess I was around 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he just wanted to show me, like, it just, you know, just, this is this is a gun. It's, like, okay, here's, don't, respect it, you know. He just kind of wanted me to make, yeah. it inf- make me informed of it. I don't know if, like, I don't know how you knew about the gun or that we bought one or that was in this house or, like, I don't know if you remember your, your first memory of when we didn't have it and when we did have it. Or if it was even that much of a memory for you. Yeah, it wasn't that much of a memory for me. I mean, I know we went to the shooting range a couple of times, so we must have had it then, right? Just by virtue of no, not no, not that's not the case. Oh, we didn't have so the, those weren't our guns. No, so the time that I think you're talking about. Oh, are you talking about the shooting range when we actually fired guns, or are you talking about the shooting yeah. range when we were sitting in behind the plexiglass eating M and M's? No, when we actually fired guns. Oh, okay, because because I didn't even remember that okay, at the so time. I, oh, so you don't remember the M M&M and M thing? No. I thought I used to talk to you about that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, th- no, there was a time when we were like really young, probably like five or six. 
Oh. And, you know, our, like our dad went with whoever to this indoor shooting range, and we would just sit kind of in the, what do you call the area, like the gift shop area of the shooting range, where you buy the ammo and mm-hmm. stuff. We, we didn't go into the range itself. but So we didn't need, like, the ear, ear protection or anything like that no, because it I mean, wasn't... Like, because we were kids, we were still had our hands over our ears. But yeah. basically, our dad would uh, sh- take his turn shooting, you know, a clip or whatever, and then he'd come outside with us, and then we would just watch while everybody else shot theirs. And I guess we would probably still watch wow. while, while dad was shooting his rounds, too. But no, none of those guns were ours until, until that okay. L.A. Rides thing. And then he showed it to me. Because yeah. uh, I think he bought it. I think the story was uh, that guy, the coworker, had one, and he sold it to dad. Oh, okay. And then okay. after that, I guess we had some experience in shooting because we were like getting a little older, and then yeah. then we had like a couple more guns and stuff in the house. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so so it it did have a direct effect on us, though I guess. So that that part wasn't. I guess if I had to pick, the OJ one was more entertainment than the riots one. Yeah, I I would uh, I could see that. Yeah. But I don't know if I agree. If you, were, if you remember that. though, because I have this other memory. When OJ went, you know, the uh, when the verdict came out and he was acquitted, the He's next acquitted. day, uh-huh. like, there was a lot of people absent at school, including teachers. Oh, uh, yeah. That was high school at that point, right? Uh, maybe for you. For me, maybe. Yeah. I think you're right. I maybe it was for me. It was, it was uh, middle school still. But I remember even teachers, like, because they were afraid mm-hmm. there was going to be another riot. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, apparently, though, our parents didn't care about that because we still went to school. Well, we're Asian, so <laughs> they're like, if "There's gonna be a riot. You guys, you guys got it, dude. <laughs> you're going to school." But wait, this is happening. No, you're going to school. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, you can't. What, you're, gonna, you're gonna miss your perfect attendance. Dude. Exactly. That's so. That's what I was thinking. You know, like, like uh, your your daughter is like, "Oh man, she's already missing eleven days of kindergarten." It's like, if you're the yeah, stereotypical Asian parent, you'd be like, "No, I'm taking her to school. I don't care." <laughs> you know, there's well, no teachers there. Me, uh, yeah. yeah, she she asked me this week. She goes, "When am I going back to school?" Because we're because we're already getting uh, text messages. Me and my wife about going back to work. Like, hey, when mm. are you guys going back to work? And uh, our daughter, she's like, when am I going back to school? I'm like, uh, she goes, can I go back tomorrow? No. Why not? Because you'll be the only one there. Like, no one's going to be there because it's still <laughs> <Yeah>. closed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and so she so she already started, though. So she's been going to school for? She went to school for three days. Oh, that's it. They, they closed for the thing. Yeah. Okay. Because for, for us. three, off for 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome <laughs> schedule. But, no, um, yeah, because my son, he just started like this week so if, if that was the same schedule then then your daughter wouldn't have started working oh, right, at all right, right. yeah it would just be a wash they would just postpone her first day of school right yeah yeah so, yeah. so i think for us though the thing we have to deal with is uh, snow days yes yeah, yeah, yeah so and then and then if there's too many snow days then you actually end up extending the year and I, yeah so i wonder if that's what like, they would do here because year, so. like i don't think even our area has done this not in our lifetime not in their lifetime you know to miss school for 11 days and we're talking the whole county. right and basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, so they may have to do something. On the, it depends on, the on that you know, this county school closed all week. This county yep. school closed all week, and then by coincidence, it's Labor Day next week, which is why it's eleven days instead of ten. Yeah, you know, right? Hey, I got. I'm gonna take okay. a hard left. So we're talking about yeah. like school, and we're talking about like uh, school. You know, um, <clears throat> so school closures or no school schools okay. like staying extended for a while, right? And it made me think about like, well, probably because they want to make sure they cover all the material, which made me think about like, well, the, the material that a lot of public schools try to cover 
it's, wow. it's for like testing standards type stuff and a lot of schools have been now like the culture of, of uh, a lot of schools have to do yep. with like teaching towards a test so that so that schools can actually like get money right like it's a it's an interesting business like it's it's and it's unfortunately not helping our kids at all so well, and it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's like a a third party generated test right it's not like your teacher grades you on the stuff that they teach you well it's but like the they, teacher will know what's on the test but it's it's more the fact that like that test may not be actually assessing the kids uh intelligence it might just well, be yeah, assessing what I, what I like mean is yeah go ahead the the test is created not by the teacher or even by the school necessarily it's by correct it's, it's by somebody else that like a state it. it could be a state yeah. it could be an organization yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that yeah yeah um so uh anyway so there's this documentary that i watched it was pretty eye-opening it's called race to nowhere or the race to okay. nowhere but it had to do with like how man it it's and they, they kind of noted it like it was ever since um ever since like no child left behind which is like ironically like um legislation that was designed to try to help kids but probably ended up hurting yeah. schools more because now like kids are kids are all about like learning or asking like is yeah. this going to be on the test is this going to be on the test and then there's pressure for teachers also to like just be like we're only going to teach it to you because it's going to be on a test we actually don't care about you actually learning this stuff right or, or we do but we don't have enough time to explain everything if we have to get through this material that's going to be on the test no no so 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 the the teachers are incentivized now in order to get like bonus money so that the school can get bonus money uh-huh. that that a certain percentage of kids like pass this test the more percentage of kids the more money you get yeah. so therefore it's incentivizing them to have a style where they just teach for the test. Well, and that, I know, but because okay, yeah. what I meant, okay. what I meant was, do they care that you know the material? I think they prefer that you know the material. But if knowing the material is going to mean that you're less likely to pass the test, then maybe they have to choose the latter instead of the former. Yes, correct. Well, and and so they're choosing they're choosing the the latter instead of the former, for the most part. Yeah. So, um, well, like you said, they're being pressured to right. They're being incentivized. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, if you want to be, if you want to, if you want to be able to get the resources to do your job well next year, you right, have to do right, this. Right, right, right. So which is kind of crazy. Like it's kind of messed up. So, um, anyways, I, I I was a good documentary. Um, I I recommend it. But it's interesting because I'm definitely keeping an eye now on like, you know, all right, what what style of teaching is is going on in the classroom? And right, our kids are in kindergarten right now, so I, it's pretty yeah. negligible, but over the years you know um it also creates like students that not only are not retaining information but they're just becoming so disinterested what, okay. what in do you, learning so so what's your takeaway does it make you frustrated to make you kind of want to do something about it does it make you like oh yeah it's frustrating yeah frustrating is a good word to use because um it means that uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that our kids the quality of education that they're going to get is not the same as the quality um, of education I that we got. I agree, but I don't think I agree in the same way that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Because oh, I okay. think what I think the education they get from the school is probably really limited. But I do think that as a kid learns and grows and develops and matures, there's a world of knowledge out there outside the school, and we as um, society with the internet with computers 
um, and just with the amount of data that we have collected and presented, I think that the potential for what they can learn is exponent is, is exponentially greater for what they what they're interested in. If they can find an interest in something, and it's a, it's a big if because some of them they're like, hey, I don't really care to know it because I can't see how it applies. But if they find an interest in yeah. something, they, there's a world of knowledge right at their fingertips. Where for us, I felt like we were we were more. Uh, like may, maybe the level of education in school, the 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 quality of the the material was probably a little bit more more robust, but we were also more dependent on it. I think. Like take for take for example, mm-hmm. you have a report and uh, it it requires like three sources. You have to go to the library and check for the index card, and if it's not there, it's just not there maybe go to a different library or maybe borrow the thing from a friend because they checked it out before you did. Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. You know, I heard something about if you think if, if mm-hmm, you think about mm-hmm. any subject, there's some kind of thumb rule that sure. if you read three books on any one subject that you know more about that subject than like 99% of the population. I understand. I understand. Yeah. So now, so hold on. So, so, so the, the flip side of that, right? is because there's much greater access and much lower barriers to that information, uh-huh. kids are, a much higher expectation is placed on the kids to actually um, use more information. And so the bar is set to a point where like... Um, well, you need to do everything now. Yeah, right? like now you have to do everything. And, um, and so that can have uh, some dire effects on you know, uh, anything from like self-esteem to like um, you, the mental health to, um, I guess those are the two main things. Mm-hmm. To uh, yeah, and so and so those the combination of those two things. Let's say low self-esteem and like just horrible mental health will have kids that are like at best disinterested in learning. At worst, like they just feel like they're worthless. Um, yeah, I, so, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I guess. Yeah. In my mind, I, I say that's where the parents have a role. Um, but I think the parents. So, for example, the parents, at least in this, this documentary, what's interesting is, if 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 let's say that the um, well, one example they gave was, like a lot of parents were were noticing that fights were happening in their house. Right, a lot of arguments were stemming from okay. homework and like the amount of homework that was given in classes. So let's say like your child is given like three hours of homework on average a night. I don't know. I'm just making yep. that number up, but like I would think okay. that's a lot. But so like as a parent, like are you, is it your job to like like a parent was saying? You know, some some parents will edit their kids' homework. Some parents will do their kids' homework for them, and some parents will not like not do anything. You know. So what's what's the parent's job at that at that point? Um, and and like what what is the purpose yeah. of the homework, you know? So and and so the, I could see the arguments happening where the kids will probably just yeah. tell the parents like why do I got to do this, you know? And if the parents are just backing to say like, well, because it's your job because you're your kid and so your your job as a kid is to do homework, let's say, right? Well, it might not necessarily be, um, it might not necessarily be like. A, 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 an over and done case because may, maybe the kids are being assigned too much homework but nobody's going to advocate yeah. for that let's say nobody's looking out for that so um, so those are the sort of things like I would be kind of keeping up for uh, yeah. keeping up with like as a parent as well yeah I'm, 
I, I, I could see, so, I could see. And, and the, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I could see the shift happening. I can see, I can see the cause and the effect um, of what's happening. It's, you know, with the workload and the curriculum and stuff. Um, it, it is, it is a challenge. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. How it is a challenge to um, match the curriculum with what you think a kid should know. 10, 20, 30 years in their future because there's so much that's unknown. So it's a, it's a tall task anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a parent, I think it's, it's, it's really cool to be aware of, of that dynamic because um, we have to know that our generation, like parents of our generation, when we were students, our parents didn't have the same roles and responsibilities that we do for our kids when they become students and it's because of the things you're talking about like I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of another uh, I, I didn't get my hands on this documentary but I've, I've heard about it and I've heard a synopsis about it it's called 2 million minutes and it's what's it called again? 2 Sorry. million minutes 2 million minutes yeah. okay and I actually can't find it anywhere if anybody, if, if anybody has that or tell, can, can tell me where to get it then I would love to get my hands on it so I can watch it but it basically talks about the 4 years of high school i.e. four years is, is like about two million minutes two million. of time. And it says, in hmm. those two million minutes, what do you do with that time in order to maximize the possibility that you're going to pursue and achieve uh, success for yourself? Because it's a really important time, four years of high school, you know? And you're going to go through mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and you're going to, there's going to be a lot of things you do with that time, a lot of ways that you think you're spending, you're making the most out of that time. You still only have two million minutes. All of us do, you know? And so when you spend a year daydreaming and spend another year um, chasing tail and spend another year um, making money, you know, then, man, that's... It's as, as, as much as... As much as it sounds like an abundance of time, it's still a limited number of minutes. It's still a finite number of minutes. So, yeah, the cl- like, but it's basically mm-hmm. that from. The- I'm trying to let go. I'm trying to let go of this nagging thought in my head that like, that something's off about that number. <laughs> but oh, as far as the calculation. Um, but here I'll do it right now. Yeah, yeah. Right, you got six. You got sixty minutes in an hour, right? Times twenty-four hours in a day. Right. I think it's talking about more than one person. Like two million minutes is probably not one person. Not times three hundred sixty-five days in a year, right? Yeah. So far, I'm at five hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so there's a, there's four. a there's a song. There's a broad. You know that Broadway show Rent. Yeah. Yeah. There's a song about uh, minutes or something, and it's like. Oh yeah. 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 And so I was like, wait yeah. a second. Like it, it, it wasn't two million. Like it was like more than a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it, it might not have been four years. <laughs> no, but I no, think it was okay, a so lifetime. I just, I just, calcul- I just calculated four years. Four years yeah. is two point one million minutes. Okay. They just didn't want to call the documentary two point one million. I guess. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Damn, it says it right on the calculator. It's 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 okay. The song "Seasons of Love," and they're talking about five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. But I think that's a year. Yes. So if you multiply by four, yes, then it's two million. 
Okay, sorry. It's just freaking stupid um, uh, uh, memory in my head that I actually wish could just get dislodged. Um, so you missed my whole story um, because you're trying to calculate for. Yeah, I'm a fuck up, which is good because I'll just listen to the episode in a month, uh, which is about when we release these things, I guess. <laughs> And it'll be a nice, like, little, oh, yeah, a hurricane happened. Well, you yeah, know? I, I actually, yeah, and actually I was kind of hoping you would do a special release because of the hurricane. Oh, so, okay. Um, if you're going to do it, then I'll so do either, it, sure. Either, yeah. like, either so it's not going to be in a month. Either, like, do a, you know, like a, a pop-up episode, or you can backdate everything else. Yeah, I think I'll, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just yeah. back everything else up. So, <sighs> sorry for not paying attention. So... Uh, good thing with the power of technology, I can I can run it back unless you feel like explaining it again. But I'm, I'm totally <laughs> no. not expecting you to. I'll do what I do. So. Well, and it's on me to edit it first, <laughs> right? I have a responsibility. In order for you to broadcast it next, I have to make sure it's edited and off the off the press. Yeah, next. yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, um, education is a thing. So, uh, okay. So uh, without further ado, then let's go ahead and. And end things where we're at, so that we have a a shot of getting this, uh, okay. you know, up. So uh, I don't know. Um, I know I know Paul likes to talk about like, uh, what do you have to uh, next weekend? But you're probably just gonna be reined in. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> 